Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Elisa Unfiltered Podcast. My name is Elisa. I am your host today. Today is Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022. And this podcast is going out to anyone who is experiencing any level of burnout. Burnout can sometimes be the slow moving process where you think that you're doing the right thing, you think that you're getting, you're reaching your goals and you're getting ahead and hustling and being accepted into society when really there hasn't been any self-work. Let me rephrase that. You're starting to burn the candle at both ends. Finding the balance today with all of our responsibilities, with everything that we have on our plate is freaking tough. <laughs> it's tough to make the choice to do something about those burnout symptoms. So wherever you are on that scale, if you are on that scale at all, whether it's just at the beginning where you're getting the little whispers and the little nudges, I need to slow down. This is too much. Uh, I'm hurting. Take some self-care. I need a day off. I hate my life. This is overwhelming. I'm dreading my day. Those are the whispers those are the whispers, then this podcast is for you because today we have Michelle Gordon, who is a registered nurse. She lives in Australia. She's an NLP practitioner, a Reiki practitioner, a mindset and manifestation coach. I actually heard her for the first time quite recently, actually, on my friend Michelle Wolf's podcast, The Move Forward Podcast, giving her a big shout out. The Move Forward Podcast is a fantastic podcast. If you want another show to sort of get your mind straight and help you to move forward in your life, go check it out. Michelle Gordon she really spoke about her journey. Her journey and her uh, experience with burnout really resonated with me. And I knew that I had to have her on the show. In this episode, you're going to really understand and get her story about how she helps people break free from burnout and overwhelm and frustration and create a life that they love. Mm, doesn't that sound wonderful? Yes, it's within your grasp. Yes, you can create a life that you love, that is aligned with your goals and your dreams and your desires. If this episode resonates with you, I would love for you to give it a five-star rating, leave a review, share it, share it to your Instagram, tag me at Elisa Lowitz on Instagram. I will share it. I love the rawness and the realness I really believe that Michelle Gordon's story will touch many people out there, and there is a way. There is a way to overcome burnout. So let's get into the episode. Here's Michelle Gordon. Michelle, I'm so happy that you're on the show today. We have had quite the time booking in, (laughs) getting you here. This is so fun. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Lisa. (laughs) I'm I'm so glad we got to to have this 
conversation and in between all our time zones. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. I, I'm just going to tell everybody straight up. I'm going to be transparent here. We had a podcast booked and I didn't show up. <laughs> like, ah, oh, that was so embarrassing. I had it scheduled for the wrong day in my calendar, but the right day in like the book, in, uh, in like Zoom and in the podcast side. And I, ah, oh. <laughs> but we're here. We made it. <laughs> yeah, we made it. It's, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. And, and this one of the the biggest reasons that I just, I resonate with your story and I just wanted you on the show so badly is your unbelievable story. Your, uh, excuse me, let me rephrase because it's quite believable. (laughs) It's just a very courageous and unbelievable exit out of your story, how you got yourself into a positive place. That's like what's uncommon in your situation. Your story, I think a lot of people will resonate with. I I did, and I'm not a nurse. And I was like, oh my God, like this is me in so many ways. Uh, And how you were able to transform your life. So a nurse of 23, 24 years, was that? Yeah, so I've been nursing for 24 years. If you add on the three years of university, that's like 27. Oh yeah. (laughs) And and has... Did the last two, three years feel like a decade to you? Yes. However, I have been slowly stepping out of nursing and really winding up that part of my career because of the journey that I've been on. But it has changed everything. COVID has really changed everything. And it's just a whole different ball game out there. And, um, yeah. It's it's one of those things that we now have to adapt to. Absolutely. Okay, so why don't we sort of... Can you talk about your story a little bit? And especially the part about how um, you really started to identify that you were burning out. Yeah, so back in 2016, I felt myself really struggling. Mm-hmm. And I have got three beautiful children. My little girl was one at the time. I went back to work, which was about 10 months old, and dived straight back into work. And my husband uh, had started his own business, and his business was not making any money at the time. Yeah. And I went straight back into work. I've been nursing for a long time. I knew that I could pick up a shift and and just get straight out there and and go. And I dived all into it and ultimately didn't look after myself. I spent all of my time caring for everyone else, including my patients and my family and my children, and had nothing left in the tank for me. And so I started to feel really disconnected from, from who I was and and all I knew in that period of time, because it was a period of about two years, was I would just eat, sleep, work and repeat. And mm-hmm. I just I felt yuck. And what started to happen was I was feeling more and more not myself, more and more I was struggling. And I ended up starting to drink wine at the end of the day to kind of numb myself Mm -hmm. and 
wash away the, the, the stress of the day. I work in an emergency department here in Queensland in Australia and like all emergency departments, they're, they're crazy. Mm-hmm. And that was that became like my, my thing. I'd just drink wine and, and numb out and then I'd repeat. And my body started to break down. My relationships started to break down. My kids lost their mum. I wasn't present for them. And I hit rock bottom. So it was a very scary place. And it took me a long time to recognise that and pull myself out of there. You said you dove right into it when it comes to your work or nursing, what does that look like? What does it mean to dive into something? Yeah, so I, I, and this is a lot of the work that I did to, to release myself from that burnout. I'd grown up believing that you had to work really really hard to make money (laughs) to be successful to get anywhere in life yeah and sometimes that meant you had to have two or three jobs and I learned that from a young age and modeled my parents who who had also been programmed with that belief and it just it was just what I had to do I had I had three children my husband's business wasn't working and, and I reverted back to right I'm just going to go all in and work as many shifts as I can and get our family in, in a, in a good place because I'd had, um, 10 months off with my baby girl. Our business wasn't going very well, my husband's business. And I, I just went, well, I know that I can work and I can work as many shifts as I want and I could start earning money today. And so I went in with that old program that I had, I didn't know any different, essentially. Mm -hmm. That was just how I operated. It was like, you have to save the day. You need to go in there, Michelle, and and, and fix this. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's really interesting because now that you're on the other side, when someone is on the other side, I know that the perspective shift is just part of your identity. Like, you, you know, you have a knowing there's a difference between hearing or knowing about and actually knowing where you've lived through it. You have the experience. But if you rewind back to that time where you made the decision to go all in, if you because it's such a common decision, especially when you're in, I don't know, financial crisis a little bit. Maybe you weren't in a crisis, but you 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 have a responsibility. You have a family. You have bills. You have you have stuff at what, what, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, was it worth it? What, what was the cost of you going all in versus like, what would you have done differently if you could have done it again? Yeah. And I, a lot of, a lot of my, why I, I guess did that was because of my old conditioning and programming, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. which I've since rewired and that's Mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that I've had to relearn is new ways of showing up in my life and that doesn't mean killing myself in the meantime. But that was 
I'd seen my parents do that and I'd seen their parents do that and that was just that was just our you know belief it's the only way Um, it's the only way you think you can go in other words yeah that's it yeah that was all I knew and so and because I'm a nurse I have a tendency to want to fix things (laughs) and and make situations better yes and take care of people hey and take care of people Take care of people. So I was taking care of the family and and I had done that in mine and my husband's um, marriage. We, we've been together. Well, we've been together since I met him when I was 16. So oh my gosh. a very long time. I'm now 46. Congrats. That's very and cool. He was 19 at the time and, and that's all he knew was that Michelle works a lot. She works at multiple different hospitals and she finishes and she gets changed out of one uniform and puts another uniform on and that's all I did. However, when I had a small family and children that also required something from me mm-hmm. other than, you know, mum mum hat put the mum hat on, I just couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do the the nurse role seven days a week, be a wife help my husband and support him in the business and do mum life as well and be all of that to everyone. And so I I fell in a heap. I hit rock bottom and I actually woke up on the one morning on the floor after way too much wine and I had drunk myself into this horrible state and I knew at that moment that I had to make a change. When I woke up, I thought, where am I? Am I alive? Like, I knew that I mm. had way too much alcohol and, and I knew I had pushed boundaries and I knew then that I had to make a decision to make some changes in my life. Wow. There, yeah. there's, um, That's an interesting thing, what people's rock bottom looks like, because everyone's different. And not to take away from your experience, however, there are some people who need to be like, um, I don't know, put in jail to feel rock bottom or to be, you know, abused physically to a very bad point to feel that rock bottom. And I just, I think it's so fascinating and interesting that everyone's rock bottom looks, looks and feels a little bit different. And it's like all based on our conditioning of what, who we are and our self-worth and our ability to see that we are more than what is actually happening. Rock bottom's such an interesting place. Like I feel like it would be so interesting to have a round table discussion with like a bunch of women um, of our age, because we've all sort of like hit a version of rock bottom. Like, can you go like, can you go deeper? Because I've hit a rock bottom and then I went deeper. And like uh, some people just need like a glimpse of like of something. And it's like, oh, my God, I hit rock bottom. And it's like, yeah, you did. And now you're making a dramatic shift. So so thank you for sharing that. When you woke up in that morning and had that realization, was it like an aha moment for you? Or was it like just like a, did your, the whole container in which you lived like explode? Like what did that feel like? Yeah. So there were several, I call them signs from 
a higher power, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, that was telling me, nudging me that things had to change. And I had lots of health issues starting to flare up. I had gastritis because Mm. I was drinking after, you know, I would obviously go to work sober and and do a, a really good job, but it was behind closed doors that I'd start to pour the wine and, and try that like that was my wine down because I was go, go, go all the time. Mm-hmm. And that was how I sort of quietened down everything down and sort of numbed out. And it was just that daily cycle. And I had gastritis. I ended up having lots of health issues. I had, I gained 12 kilos. I was heavily bloated all of the time. I there was all of these things that started to happen and mm. and my little girl, so later on towards the end of that, which was around the time that I woke up on the floor, my little girl who was two and a half, she noticed and she had noticed for some time that her mum wasn't there and I've mentioned this, I talk about this a lot because this was the moment that I went, I have to make a change. And she came up to me as I was sitting on the couch and I'd had a couple of glasses of wine after a busy shift at work and she stopped right in front of me and and walked up to me and grabbed my uh, face with her little hands and said, Mummy, where are you? And just glared, like stared into my eyes. Mm, Wow. And that was like, whoa, okay, what more do I need here to, to know that this is not okay and my little girl who's not even three can't even find her mum. Her mum's physically there but her mum mentally wasn't there. You know, I was miles away and that was that was kind of the final straw. Yeah. Why do you think that so many people fall into the same cycle? Good question. As in the cycle of overachieving, go, 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 grind, 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 burnout, burnout. And like thinking that they, hmm, let me rephrase. Um, You hear stories very similar to this uh, in different perspectives, in different ways, in different jobs. Like, I can't even imagine, I have a very hard time relating to like nursing in that world because I feel like it is a different planet that I don't understand. I respect it so much. Like there's, it's such a dedicated thing and you're like stuck in one, outside of that, you're stuck in a building with a whole bunch of people who are sick and dying or whatever and you have to take care of that. And that's not like a... Well, I'll be very honest here. Like that's not something in my brain that that although I respect it and have empathy for for that situation, I could never do it. It's the same thing like I could never um I don't know, do math all day long. <laughs> like it just it just like it it would be like oh, so super overwhelming. So like however, because it's just such an important role and thing I look at at these jobs with so freaking much respect. So like with the nursing side, like so I can understand burnout when it comes to nursing because I have this outside view looking in and it seems so chaotic, but um 
So, okay, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm developing a second question here in my brain as I'm talking. So I'm going to rewind. I'm going to rewind because people, regardless of where they work, of how they work, they have this idea that they need to hustle. And I believe that it's like a huge part of hustle culture. Like you live in a completely different continent than me. And it's the same thing that's happening over and over and over in people's lives. So why do you think people keep falling into that trap? Because it's coming from a place of fear and lack. Oh, yes. Okay. Love it. Yeah. So, So what do you mean by fear? Like, because I don't think it's a conscious fear. No, it's completely unconscious mm-hmm. and it is, and, and I see this all the time. I obviously work with women now and, and help them because where I've been in my journey, but it's coming from a place of there is not enough and I have to do more and I have to be more and I have to show up more and I have to, that there's going to be like, it'll run out <laughs> or like the scarcity a, yeah time limit or um yeah does that make sense like it does. I had this fear that I had to keep going and I had to keep pushing and I had to keep striving and and my self-worth was kind of tangled up in that as well and I hadn't learned to really love myself. So aside from the conditioning and the, the programming of you have to work really hard, so that was one thing, I hadn't learned to love myself enough to, to just be me and be okay with that and, and be confident that I'm supported, I'm, you know, always supported by... God, the universe, if I actually trust in that and learn to enjoy life and do life from a place of love and and gratitude, mm-hmm. then everything would have been okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, it, but I hadn't had that, I guess, realisation. I had always been taught that there was never enough in life and that you have to keep going because it's, it's going to run out and then I'm talking like money and I'm talking love and yeah, that type of thing. Right. That money thing, that power, that's that ability to sustain the life that you have right now. is like, Oh my gosh, like becomes one of, and then, and then you get there and you just want more. It's always more. There's never, there's never, but but there wasn't like, it was just enough. Okay. So it was always just enough. And the minute I had that realisation and I, I have done, you know, a lot of inner work which mm-hmm. helped me get to that point, the minute that I actually started to love myself and, and love myself for just being me, mm-hmm. like I didn't have to work so crazy and I didn't have to prove anything to everyone else and I didn't have to keep doing degrees and and all of those things and work a million shifts. The minute that I did that and then I started to trust that if we got into a financial situation again, similar, Mm -hmm. that we would work it out and we would would be okay, the minute I sort of sat in that and, and just had to hold that 
space and that energy and not go back to the way I was mm-hmm. of fear and lack and worry. The minute I did that, everything in my life changed and my husband's business took off. Mm. We, I actually came across, um, was able to call in and, and, this might may sound a bit woo-woo to your audience, but I'm going to oh, say Oh, no. We're woo-woo, baby. <laughs> I actually manifested $40,000 of unexpected income. Oh, fabulous. And this book, uh, I got a new car, and it, all of these things started to happen that had never happened before because I'd actually taken my foot off that accelerator pedal and just stood in the trust and the love. <sighs> How powerful. What an amazing yeah. thing. Okay, so you're 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 having a um, sitting on the kitchen floor with an ice cream bucket moment, rock bottom, <laughs> and your kid says, "Where are you, mom?" And you start to practice self love and develop your self worth. What was the step that you took? What was like? Because I realize that this type of thing takes time, and here. And I wanted to know what your step was because most people, you know, they'll read a self-help book or they'll have this inspiration, but they don't actually do something different. They don't start to develop that knowing that going through the motions and like really understanding the consequences of their actions through making action. They just kind of settle back into their comfort zone. So what was, how did you break out of that? So, and I had done a lot of, I'd tried a lot of different things because I knew there was that for such a, you know, it was two years. I was, I need to change and I need to make things better. I'll read a book or I'll, I'll do some weird detox diet. Like I was just trying to do whatever I could. Yes. That's, that's exactly (laughs) the people's go-to is absolutely. Okay. And I was trying all of these things and and nothing worked and I had counselling and I just found that I was being talking about the same stress and the same things that I was seeing at work and the same stress at home. I was just reliving it every single session and I thought, this, I need a plan to move forward. I have to get out of this. What I'm doing now isn't working and I need to make a different, like make it different. Yeah. And I actually... Went down the beach. We live near the beach here in Queensland. And I went down the beach and just sobbed and sobbed and sobbed and cried and cried and cried and let out this absolute, like, guttural sound way down the end of the beach where no one was. And it it all just came out. All of the stuff that I had been pushing down, that I had been avoiding, that I had been numbing, that I had been trying to kind of get my head around but just didn't. I thought I'll deal with that another day. It all just came out of me and I realised then that I had a lot of inner work to do and a lot of Mm. looking at what is not going on right in my life like what's what are the areas that I'm really struggling with right now what are they and I had to come to an acceptance Mm. of this is really bad Mm -hmm. and you've gotten yourself into this state and your children know that you're not here and that you're drinking heavily each night your husband knows that he can't even help you and I 
it was so painfully hard for me to just acknowledge that. But as soon as I did that and just sat in that acknowledgement and went, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay, Michelle, you're going to find a way. I, I took myself to, to the gym. So that was one of the, the next thing after that was I took myself to gym basically to replace the habit of pouring the wine after work. And the gym became, it's, it, it's, it became this place of absolute clarity for me. And I started to, um, lift weights and I'd never done weights before this, this way. I was always running on the treadmill and, you know, go, 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 go. Like I had been for so long. And I'd started this gym program that, and I'd started to lift really heavy weights and it was in there that I found that my mind just completely opened up and expanded. And I had this absolute sense of clarity, this absolute sense of calmness. And this, I kind of knew then what I needed to do. And it was just because it was such a slow movement of breathing and counting and and just really going through each motion of whatever the weight thing I was lifting at the time, it was so healing. Mm. And I, I found that place and my husband started to notice a change like after the first week and I would just go there. And then my brain started to untangle all of the stuff. And that's how I started to really heal. Yeah. That's amazing. It's movement is so healing in so many ways. And I mean, I'm happy that you found the gym because for some people it could be like jumping on a mini trampoline, like any, like it could be yoga. It could be lifting those weights. It could be running. It could be cycling. It could be boxing. It could be all of these different forms of movement. And I, I love when people find it. Because it's like, mm. it's such a, a powerful thing. And and it's interesting too with movement in my experience over the last 20 years working in high performance sport and then with women coaching them um, is, is it changes. <laughs> it, it can change. I mean, maybe weightlifting will always be a part of your life in a certain way, but you might find interest in like, I don't know, stand up paddle boarding or like, doing other things surfing I don't know you're in Australia that's a big thing there isn't it (laughs) and uh I love that you connected so what what other ways do you practice wellness in your life right now yeah so I have uh I also began to really create some space for myself um in the morning and I've never done anything like that before I've because I was go, 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 running on, you know, adrenaline every day, I would literally wake up with, you know, an hour to get myself ready, to get three kids ready and and get out the door and get to work. And I started to realise, well, no, that doesn't actually work and that's, that's not me anymore. I'm really going to create some sacred time for me Mm -hmm. in the morning when no one else is awake and I have a really powerful morning routine now that that I have can you tell us about it a little bit will you tell us a little bit about it 
What? Yeah, so okay. I wake up at what at four forty five in the morning mm-hmm. and I go and grab my journal and this was a, a tool that I started to to um, really embrace and that was journaling and it took me obviously a little while to figure out my my groove. But I, I just get my journal and I really start to just download my first thoughts of the morning. And um, I sit and have a cup of coffee. The house is all quiet. I journal and I do that for about half an hour. And then I take myself off uh, to the gym mm-hmm. and I do my movement, exercise, I train. And then I come back and still everyone's asleep. <laughs> So I, I go and do a meditation mm-hmm. and then it, that is usually after the meditation finishes is usually when the kids start to wake up and get organized for school and my husband um, getting ready for work. And so that happens and after that I'm, I feel so great. Like that just sets me up for just success it sets me up I feel really good I've moved my I've I've got some clarity with my thoughts I've you know organized myself I've done that meditation and I get my two teenage boys off to school and then my little girl while she's having breakfast and getting ready I get ready and have a shower and then I put on a podcast just anything whatever I'm wanting to hear about on the day whether it's you know um fitness, health, you know, nutrition, mm-hmm. inspiration, anything that I want to listen to, I listen to a podcast and um, then I'm, yeah, I'm ready to go. That sounds wonderful. Okay. So I can imagine there's some listeners saying like, oh, that's a dream. I wish. And like in their minds, they're starting to create the objection. Oh, I can't do that. I could never do that. I don't have time for that. You know, their objections are going. And then there's other people that are just like, thinking this is what I do or, or, or I, I love this. It is working for me as well. A powerful morning routine. Maybe it looks a little bit different has been an instrumental part to my well-being. In, in my opinion, that's one of the biggest things I do as well as my morning routine. It's fantastic. However, I will say this because you can have the best idea for a morning routine and you can nail it. But there's, it's more than that because you need to set yourself up for your morning routine. Like if you were out drinking after work every night, how do you think you could show up for your morning routine the way that you're showing up for it today? You, you probably are doing things because it becomes the sacred space. So you, be, you start to make choices so that your morning starts the way it starts. Am I, are, you, are you with me? So how do you set yourself up for that? Yeah. So, and that was the thing, like, I didn't have time for this either. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have time for it. Mm -hmm. I was so busy. I would, you know, wake up, just allow myself just enough time to get out the door. And then my children and my, and we'd all end up on our way to school and childcare and work all crying was chaos and I was yelling and the kids it was it was horrible and I thought this is so not fair on them this mm-hmm. is not fair I'm the mum 
mum, I need to take control here and I need to sort this out. And I was getting to work, then obviously in a state, and then, of course, that would be the way the tone of my day. So, yes. And the tone of their day, too. And it's the tone of, it's also the tone of their day, which is hard. It's everybody's day. It's just like this chaos. Yeah. And that becomes normalized and that becomes their program. Yeah. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. I could see that that was their program. That Mm -hmm. this now, how they went to school crying and then the guilt and shame that I would Mm -hmm. have for the rest of the day consumed me and I... It was repeat. It was that cycle on repeat. And I knew that this was just, it had to change and I had to be that change. So it started with a choice and my morning routine hasn't always looked like that Mm -hmm. because now I've really refined that as to how that looks like and what that, you know, that's mine and Mm -hmm. and it's not going to work for everyone. So I get that. But I started with, uh, a 10-minute meditation mm-hmm. and then I, I gradually added moving my body and going to the gym mm-hmm. and then I gradually added doing a meditation mm-hmm. and, and, and the journaling. So I've been able to put these in because I've really refined that works well for me but it might not work well for somebody else and that's that's totally okay but it Starts with making better choices, go to bed early, like fueling yourself, not drinking alcohol, um, and really it starts the night before. It really starts. that preparation. It really does. It's so interesting. it starts with that commitment. So for the people that are, okay, I saw on your Instagram, which is, what's your Instagram? It's Michelle Gordon underscore coach. Am I right on that? That's right. Okay. Yes. You have a great Instagram. Lots of good tips. Go follow her, everyone. Um, one of the posts that you recently just did was five signs of of burnout. And you said it's like dread. I have them here. Dread, easily frustrated, fatigued, distracted, feeling numb. Now, just before we wrap it up, how... What's your biggest tip on people that are feeling those things, but in this like denial phase, like, oh, that's, I don't have burnout. I have to keep pushing. What's your, what's your biggest tip on people that are like there at the the apex of this realization? Would be to make a decision for themselves Mm -hmm. and make a decision to not continue path and choose something better, something that feels more aligned. And I think the first thing I did was I reached out to to someone who I actually found her on Instagram and she was in health and fitness and she had children and she was busy and she was working and and I just, I don't know, I just resonated with her and Mm -hmm. she actually wrote my gym program up and became a bit of a mentor for me. Mm-hmm. And I liked her vibe. She had this amazing life and I wanted that. I wanted to get up early and to be in control of my life. I wanted to be strong and healthy and fit. I didn't want to have this way of doing life anymore. And 
And I I found someone who had that and I, yeah, I reached out. So That's really powerful. I really believe that the biggest mistake people make when they're at that apex, when they are feeling the signs of burnout, they kind of know and they're trying to like push it down. I think the biggest mistake that they make is they think that they should know how to get out of that. They think that they can yes. get out of it by themselves. And I understand that. I have so much compassion for that. Like you're being told every day to hustle your ass off to be somebody, to be seen, to be worth it in this world. You have to push, push, push. And so you get that narrative in your head and and you don't even know you're thinking it. You just wake up and grind. You wake up and you're in a shit mood. You wake up and you're frustrated and you're tired and you're, what is these things, distracted. You feel like shit. You're numbing yourself with booze or drugs or sex or something. Some people numb themselves with like excessive movement, excessive anything to that extreme. You know, you're doing it. You know, you're doing it and you can't live without it. And the biggest mistake is like thinking that you can just turn that off on your own. And one of the the biggest lessons I learned, and it took me a long ass time to under even acknowledge that I had learned this because like I was so ego, like I need to know I am the master of my life and all of these things is, is, is that, is that you can't, your brain can't think your way to a new solution without knowing that solution. So if you've never learned it, Your brain can't just like come up with this like amazing thing and have you dive into it. Like there's no way. That is way too risky. Like when you think of something, it's way too, yeah. So there's no chance in hell. And okay, there are some outliers, but usually the outliers have a support system in place already that is really helping them to come out of the the shit. So yeah. I love that you reached out to somebody. That's what I have. I have a coach right now. I work with someone twice a month and I've done it for a decade. And people are always like, are you always so happy? Are you always so this? And I'm like, kind of. But when I feel like shit, I I download it. to. I learn how to handle that. That's right. And Mm. and it's the investment in you. And that's what I had never, never done before. I actually made an investment in myself mm-hmm. to to know my body, to nourish my body, to mm. learn how to because I obviously wasn't eating very well either. I was go 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 to learn how to calm down my nervous system, mm. and then I started to feel better, and I started to look better, and I started to. Obviously, my I had clarity. I was calmer. The mornings were flowing beautifully. My children were happy, and I wanted more. So, yeah. So I also invested um, in, in another coach, and and I I also have a coach now, and mm-hmm. exactly the same as you. I'm just I every day I wake up now, like I literally wake up and I'm just so happy. Yes. I love my life and I I never used to because I was obviously in such a state that I now pinch myself because I'm like, I love my life now. Like I'm <laughs> so happy. 
And now yay. you, <laughs> yes, yay, yay. And now you're giving back through your coaching. Now I know you started working with nurses primarily because man, our nurses need a lot of help too, as much support as we can give them. And I really like respect that hugely, but it's transitioned into all sorts of positions, jobs, women, men, men too, everybody. I, I'm just, um, I've started a program now with men. So, um, yes, I initially, I started working with nurses and I thought I, I know nurses, you know, they know my, they have, we have similar journeys, blah, blah, blah. However, it's, it's evolved. I've got so Mm. many women reaching out to me that are from non-nursing backgrounds and, Mm -hmm. and the stuff that I teach and in my coaching programs, it's it's relatable, you know, to anyone really. And anyone can implement these tools and techniques and do this work and reap the benefits. So yeah. Men, women, anyone. Love it. <laughs> anyone who's ready to make a change. Ooh, that's the key. That's the key. Anyone that that want that hears the signs, that hears the whispers, and actually is going to do something about it. Not think about it. Not think about doing it. Not like hum and haw and push it down or read a book and think they know the answers. Sorry. You want doers. <laughs> yeah. That's right, because you have to be at that point where you're ready to to do this work and Mm -hmm. start implementing and and make different choices for yourself. And and this is, yeah, I I work with women and men now, but at that point where they have to be ready. Ready. Like, let's go, I'm ready, I'm doing this. Yeah. Oh, so inspiring. Well, I will have all the links to where people can find you, including your Instagram in the show notes here. Thank you, Michelle, for sharing your story. I love it so much. You're a bright, shining light. Thank you. Oh, you're <laughs> awesome. I've this chat. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you. And uh, I'm definitely giving you a follow right now. And uh, let's continue this journey. Sounds fantastic. Thank you, Elisa. Okay, I'm over here giving you a big virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Elisa Unfiltered podcast. If you haven't done so yet, I'd love for you to share the love and head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify and give this show a five-star rating. I'll give you bonus points for leaving a written review. And if you're looking for more, head over to elisaunfilteredcoaching.com for show notes and all the links to all things Elisa Unfiltered. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.